Welcome to Tackless Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between to another episode of Tackless Radio. Happy Tuesday, everybody. And it is finally August. It just seems like everything is moving so quickly. Like I remember New Year's Eve. I remember the holidays. And all of a sudden, we're in August. And before you know it, my favorite season, fall, will be here. Then my birthday will be here. Then there'll be 2023. And then bitch will be doing this thing all over again. But enough of my rambling and let's go ahead and get into shit I saw and shit I saw for everyone new here is my segment where I grab something out of the social media ether and bring it to the forefront and discuss it with you all so we're going to be heading over to TikTok because that's the in my opinion TikTok is probably one of the more addicting uh informative creative platforms never did I think I would see the amount of like aunties and uncles and millennials and gen x and even a couple boomers I didn't think I would see that many older people on tiktok but there's a wide variety and a wide range of individuals on tiktok so shout out to them creating a more diverse platform but we're taking it over to tiktok and the handle is the real her with like two underscores and she just posted a quick little video that states when we're in the club bathroom and all the hotties aren't friendly and she has like this stank face because she's looking at all of these hotties in the bathroom at the club and they're not courteous and that struck a chord with me because I was out recently can't even remember when everything's a goddamn blur we're still living through 14 pandemics but I remember being out at a club hanging out and going to the bathroom needing like a hair tie and just remembering like nobody was super helpful everybody wasn't speaking everybody was just like doing their own little thing and the lady that be at the sink with the entire spread of like deodorant and mouthwash and yada yada like trying to charge me two dollars like two dollars for a hair tie I was like girl you just gonna have to see this kitchen and I kept it pushing but I wanted to just bring to the forefront very quickly because I feel like the younger generation who did not get the proper club etiquette I feel like Gen Z now that they're old enough to hit the clubs and because we basically were just like going through a pandemic there wasn't there wasn't like a formal transition I guess but for the young girls, I want to let you all know that like the bathroom at the club, there's a there's a code. I don't know if someone showed you or if you did or didn't experience it or if someone told you, but an auntie to a niece. I just want to let the young ones know that there is club bathroom etiquette. And I don't give a fuck what is going on in the real world, in that club bathroom. We are sisters, okay? We are sisters. I don't give a fuck what you look like, what you got going on. 
Are you okay? Do you need water? Do you need a hair tie while you throwing up? Fuck that nigga. Yeah, girl, we out here turning up because her man cheated. We are giving undeniable moral support in those moments. It don't matter what the fuck is going on outside. We cool. And that's how it's supposed to be. So I just want to remind the young girls who probably did not know this, that you are courteous, you are giving compliments, you are given compliments when it comes to the club bathroom. We stick together. So many girls have ran into their guardian angel in a bathroom because another girl was courteous enough to check on her and realize she was a she was with someone that she felt unsafe with. She felt like she was in a dangerous situation. She felt like she's been drugged. That is the time that we put everything that is going on, that catty bullshit, we put that to the side and the club bathroom is where we're sisters. That's where the sisterhood is through and through. That's where you give compliments, get compliments. That's where we give advice. That's where we take a poll if we need to. Should Lakeisha go home with that nigga outside buying everybody shots? Yes or no? Quick poll. Like it gets diplomatic in that goddamn club bathroom. So for the new girls that probably didn't know that, Auntie Denise, when you when you take your ass into the club bathroom next time, I'm gonna need you to speak to people. Okay, I'm gonna need you to hand out some hand sanitizer. I'm gonna need you to give a couple yes queens. I'm gonna need you to give a couple compliments. I'm gonna need you to bounce that ass real quick, do an outfit check, make sure nothing in your teeth and hit the door. Okay, there's a club etiquette. It's fine. Some of y'all probably didn't know, but now you know. And that is this week's Shit I Saw. And now it is time for Song of the Week. And I am a hip hop head, a music lover, played the clarinet when I was growing up. I'm also an ex-ballerina, so just music is in every fiber of my being. So of course, I love to pull a song that I've just been listening to over and over and over, like the bop, the song that is on repeat for me. I like to grab it and share it with you all. So we all know, we all know, or we all should know who's getting the song of this week. (laughs) Cause what the fuck Beyonce like god damn girl that was such an amazing project let me go ahead and just save up my coin now because this concert I'm going with the anticipation of coming home and having to wring my clothes out because I'm going to be dancing I'm going to be sweating what are edges what's edge control I don't know and I don't want to know I I couldn't even I, I I couldn't even pick what song I wanted to put I didn't even I couldn't even pick a song That's why I'm stuttering over my words right now. I couldn't even pick a song for y'all off this goddamn album. I'm like, okay, is it going to be Cuff It? Is it going to be Alien Superstar? Pure Honey is a real good vibe. I mean, America has a problem, bitch. Could have gone a lot of ways with this. But I I ended up going with this one because when I heard it, being a black girl that grew up in the church it just hit a little different so 
Here's Beyonce, Church Girl. the tactless take of the week. And my tactless take is just really leaving you all with a learning objective, with a point of view, with a safety tip, a learning lesson. It's really about leaving you all with something to enlighten you as you go on throughout your week. You all probably wouldn't expect for me to have this tactless take, but I've been sitting on it for a while and I want to share it with you all. The way that companies look at DEI and sensitivity training, in my opinion, is kind of like a get out of jail card, like a, like some shit go down. They put the people through a training and they're like, see, we fixed it, you know? Uh, Cause I have, I was talking about this on my Instagram the other day and had a decent amount of people respond to me about their similar experiences of working at a company or a corporation that clearly is racist and they now have been called to the forefront on their racism and the moment racism starts to affect the company dollar now everybody want to do something about it and a lot of companies love 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 saying oh we put such and such in a training or we had our leadership go through a training or we hired such and such consultant like Folks love saying that after some shit went down, they put people in a training. So now everything should be okay. And it's not because the training is only for an hour long. It's optional. You don't make everybody go to it, nor are people held accountable for applying the discipline, applying the framework, applying the tactics, because you put everybody in a training and then everyone's not racist for a week. And then week two, everybody goes back to being racist, back to being sexist, xenophobic. Like that, in my opinion, unfortunately, is how corporations and companies look at DEI and sensitivity training. Like they look at it as a way for them to atone for when their racism gets too big because they're totally fine with day-to-day racism. Like they're totally fine with you being the grandmaster of your KKK chapter on the weekends, as long as you meet in your quotas on Monday. Like they are totally fine with microaggressions and sexism and sexual harassment in the workplace. They're totally fine with that. 
until it affects their dollars. And when it does, they throw everybody in a training and say that we fixed it. How does B know? How does B bad know all of this? Because I am a fucking trainer. Because I am a black woman, I was told to train or teach a DEI course. Bitch, I didn't go to school for that. I'm just regular black. You don't actually want me to be in your DEI training. You don't want me to actually say some shit about the accountability of white people in this bitch. Cause then I'll actually get fired. I don't know how to softly tell white people to not be racist. Please hire somebody that went to school for that shit and stop asking your black and brown employees to pick up the emotional labor that you're not paying them for to train all of your racist, sexist, misogynist, fucking employees because in, because instead of firing them you just want to figure out how they can traumatize the people of color less in your corporation I don't like trainings like that I wouldn't teach a training like that y'all don't want me to teach and train no sensitivity course because it won't be sensitive I am a Sagittarius and the only way that I know how to say things is bluntly Hence the name of this fucking podcast. So no, your DEI and sensitivity training is not going to be enough if we find out that your company is in some racist bullshit because we all know that it does not work because you all don't want it to work. That actually means that you would have to change a lot of your core values and a lot of your missions If you actually cared about the black and brown and the women that work for these white ass companies, if you actually cared about that DEI company or that DEI consultant coming into your place of business and actually changing it for the better, then you would be ripping that company at the seams and starting over. Because a lot of these corporations were built on white supremacy because these corporations modeled the first white supremacist corporation, which was America. So unless you are stripping your business down to the rudder and trying to rework it, you're just putting a Band-Aid over a bullet wound. And a lot of this is why you will consistently see top talent from women, from black and brown people, from trans and gay people. That's why you will continuously see top talent leave your ass in the dust while you try to smile through the bullshit of, Yeah, there's racism, but like not that much. Like we have paternity and maternity leave here. We give you lunches. Like there's so many perks. We have a nap room. We have oxygen tanks. We have parking for your dog. Like all of these cool things are in this company. There's no way we could be racist unless you are redirecting your lobbyist, unless you are not funding all of these politicians that are writing these laws to suppress the people. Unless you are funding organizations that are doing the good work, you keep that little petty ass email and that bullshit ass statement because we know that you really don't give a fuck. At this point, we're just waiting for y'all to say who you are, truly, because we know. So it's just time to be honest because you know that that would hurt your bottom line. But give the people a choice. Show your true colors. So we can decide where our green goes.